here for you. We try to be a uh, <laughs> an ever-present uh, aspect of your life. So we are here tonight. Yes. Weathering the cold, pun intended. Uh, it's actually not, maybe because I'm just so bundled up, I don't feel it, but uh, it's actually not so bad over here. Really? Yeah, really. It's actually okay. There's no wind. It's like very still. It is. It is very still, but it is just. It's just. To me, it's raw out here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm actually okay. Like you, you can. You I'm can like okay. taste the cold air. <clears throat> Say it again. Like, it's just like it's. You could like taste the cold air. You know what I, I mean? Like, it's just. It, it's I'm, got like that. Like, I'm trying to taste it. It's that like extra like coolness to it. You know, like how like you, sometimes you put in an ice cube, even though it's water, it still has that like. W would you say it's brisk, baby? It's it's definitely brisk. <laughs> no, I don't feel. You know what though? I'm out here when it's like blistering cold. Um, so maybe I'm comparing it to that. Maybe my body's just so used to like wind whipping against my face. I'm trying to smoke a cigar, and my hands are like in gloves. So I'm I'm out here in like uh, below freezing weather some nights so uh, maybe i'm just kind of like eh, it's not so bad out here compared to like last week yeah yeah i mean it, <laughs> i just i used to love the cold i was like a, a cold fanatic back in the day and i just can't do it anymore uh, my my body is just it, i've got I, you know what it is i hate to say it, i've gotten old shit hurts when it's cold it, it does it's just Everything about it, I don't. And maybe it's not so much the cold; it's the wind. That's why it's decent out tonight, but it's still cold in the air. Yeah, yeah. No, it is cold. I'm not gonna say it's it's hot out here, but it's. I think compared to like other nights I've been out here, it's not as bad. But um, I uh, I'm, I'm I have a love hate relationship with the cold. Like I like being cold when I'm going to sleep and then I get to warm up under a blanket you know like okay. when I used to sleep um I used to before I got married and it got complained about so I couldn't do it anymore I used to leave the window open a crack so you get like a nice like coolness in the air and you get like nice and warm under the covers um but I hate cold when I'm out in it like out doing okay. something yeah See if you were if you were ever if we were ever roommates, I, I would pull the dad thing and like scream at you. And this is why we're never you're roommates. You're letting out the hot air. You're letting out the hot air. Like uh, I'm telling you, I become like a I become like a uh, I, I am a dad, but I become like that dad that like no one's allowed to touch the thermostat. If you're cold, put on like an extra layer. Yeah. Like I go down like a checklist. They're like we're cold. Like the kids will be like I'm cold. I'll be like, are you wearing a hoodie? Are you wearing sweatpants? Do you have socks on? So, like, if you don't go down the checklist, it's like, no, no, we're, we're not doing this. Like, I got yelled at earlier because we, we, I didn't want to do it. I've been holding off. Um, and I've always kind of been this way. Like, I'm like a, maybe you would call it like a stalker. I don't want to say a uh, prepper, but like a stalker. Like, I like ha having a lot of things and knowing that it's there and I'm safe. It, it, maybe like if uh, like in the winter like when it's shopper used to do a can can sale back in the day they would sell you know like any type of canned 
vegetables or shit like that, they would they would do like a sale, like where it would be like ten cents each, and I would buy fucking cases and shit. <laughs> so like, if I wanted to make chili, any given time, I had beans in the house, mm-hmm. I had tomato sauce in the house. Like I was always one of those guys, and now I have I have like this stack of wood in the backyard. It's it's takes yeah. up like a quarter of the patio. So you're a hoarder. I'm a hoarder when it comes to things for consumables, if you will. <clears throat> right. And I consider firewood a consumable because you have to keep feeding it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last week we put on the fire, or this week we put on the fire, and now I've been getting hell from the kids. Like They're like, why isn't the fire on? It's cold in here. I'm like, because it, it was 60 today. I'm not putting the fire on when it's 60. Like When it gets to 40s, I'll put it on. Even that's kind of pushing it a little bit. I think so. I would go. Uh, not just a, just a, I, remember, I'm in I'm in a house with just female? baby females. Yeah, you are. That that, yeah. it, that like just they, they want to be warm. Where I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll dress up like the kid from uh, A Christmas Story. I'll, I'll wear that suit. Like I don't care. I'll, I'll put on fucking five blankets. Like I was cold before. I got we. I taken the girls to a. Uh, they're on a club swim team now. Not the high school one. Just this is like a after school. I guess thing you'd call it, but like I got home and I'm like, Ooh, it's kind of cold up here. And what I do, I wrap myself right in a blankie. Isn't there winter swimming? Boys. Oh, girls don't swim in the winter. No, they're huh. a fall sport. Interesting. Yeah, they're how, fall. Uh, boys are odd. winter. How odd. Okay. All right. But they, uh, they, yeah, they joined a. Uh, it's like a. When we were in high school, they called it aqua gems. I don't even remember that. It was like, a, it, it, essentially, it's like a traveling swim team, swim club, whatever you want to call it. But they, I, they just started doing that now. So they, <laughs> they, they really uh, have fun with that. For the, for the amount of the amount of heck I caught for uh, pushing them to swim, now they're like all about it. Well, maybe you're but right. I think it's, I think it's because like they realized it's fun, and like other people other than me were telling them, yeah, you're gonna enjoy this, and I think that's what kind of sold it to them because if it was just me pushing it they would they would it would have been like a, a fist fight every day yeah oh yeah that's that's because kids think their parents don't know anything so <clears throat> i mean think about when we were kids so uh when they hear someone else kind of say it they take it uh they take it more seriously yeah i mean it's been everything like when it came to uh like any sport that they played, I'd be like, do this, do this. And they'd, they'd fight it. They'd argue it. They wouldn't want to do it. And then swimming, it was the same thing. Like, you know, I'd be coaching, like I coached them in soccer and they would argue with me like on the sidelines. And I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know a little bit more than you. But like with swimming, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was never a uh, a great swimmer in the aspect of putting up great numbers, but I was... A, if you will, a student of the game. Like I knew how to do every stroke. I knew like the nuances of it. <coughs> you knew this. The, so I tried uh, to teach the, them. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay. And they, like in the beginning, they didn't believe it. They were just like, "No, that's not right." And then like they would talk to their coach, and I was right. They would talk to you know other adults. Like their uh, the little one's uh, godmother actually swam in high school, and she said everything that I said to them. She like backed up. Like, independently. It wasn't like I was saying it and she agreed with it. She was saying it, and I'm like, see, I told you. And they, like, that was the uh, the dynamic of it. So, like, they, they, I think with swimming, they were actually, like, they would listen to me. I have a question for you. Does it bother you 
when other people give your kid advice? In what aspect? I guess. Well, I guess you could say right there in swimming. Like, does it bother you that they listen to her, but they don't listen to you? Like, does, does a part of you just be like, kind of like, you know, like that? That's what the fuck. Yes, absolutely. I can see that. Yeah, I, I'd but, like that too. Like I'd be like, if I said something, my kids didn't listen and, and take it seriously, but someone else said it and they did. I'd just be like, yeah, why, why couldn't you listen to me? Like, that, well, yeah, that's it. I'm not I, mad at the person giving the advice. I'm mad at the kids. Yeah, but sometimes but the person. Times. But then the, the per, sometimes and I don't mean to cut you off, but sometimes it's, I almost I kind of almost feel like that person's stepping on my toes a little bit. You know. Like if okay. like I played like like I don't have a boy, but if I had a son and I was telling him about like football, like I mean, listen, I <laughs> I'm not probably the best person to get advice from, but I I do know football or baseball. Baseball is probably better. I told him how to like you know do a stance, and they didn't listen to me. But then like someone else, like say like uh, my brother-in-law or like someone else in my family, or you know what I mean, like and they told them how to like do that stuff I think I'd be a little insulted because I kind of maybe, maybe I'm just too sensitive I don't know does that make sense Tom yeah. no 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 I totally get what you're saying um, I <laughs> I get where you're coming from with that and yes it can be uh, frustrating mm-hmm. and it's not I'm not see when that happens I'm not so much frustrated at the person saying it I'm, I'm pissed off at the kids for not listening to me in the first place what I do, and I notice I do this, and I'll admit this. Like, if uh, we, I go to Cousin Jeff's house, and his little kid's not eating. Here's a classic example. Uh, let me, I'll change it. He actually came up to the cabin with his uh, son this year for the first night that we were there. Mm-hmm. And, like, this kid wouldn't eat. So I was like, you better eat, or I'm going to, you know, or you're going to get it. You know, like, like kind of doing it that way, because, like, trying to coax the kid into eating. And then, like, I would kind of, like, bribe them. I'd be like, I'll give you a dollar if you eat a slice of bacon, which, you know. I don't want to feel like I'm stepping on the parents' toes for pushing it, but, like, I look at it this way, and I notice it with my kids. Like, if I was to tell them to do that, they would say no, but if you were to tell them it, they would do it. So I was, like, I was hoping that, like, by me telling him to eat that piece of bacon, he'd be like, okay, I'll try it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, I noticed this, too, and this was, it it seems like this is universal. I know I was like this, um, and I see other kids that are like this. Food always tastes better at someone else's house. That's not true. (laughs) Oh, so, you know, I was that way. Like, if my parents made, um, like, I'm not a big fan of pasta, (laughs) but if someone made, like, lasagna, like, if my parents made lasagna, I wouldn't eat it. I'm like, I don't like this. It just... And maybe it's just the way that they made it, but if someone else made it, I'd be like, you know what, this is pretty good, and I would eat their lasagna. Okay, well, here's the thing. Um, my mom is uh, is an amazing cook. Um, so I, uh, I'll i go places, and I'll be like, well, this is okay, but yeah, my mom makes it so much better, <laughs> you know? Hey. So I, I just, I, I'm the reverse. Um, I have a hard time he- eating things... At other people's houses because some of like grilling's different. Grilling's grilling's a universal thing, but like something cooked, um, like uh, like you said, like lasagna or pasta or 
uh, I don't know, any, like a, a, a roast, if okay. you will. I kind of like how uh, my mom and my—I I will give my wife credit too. She, my wife's a pretty good cook, also. So I kind of—I'm starting to compare stuff to her cooking now, also. Um, but I—I I have the reverse thing. So. I, so wait, are you now? Is it—is it because you're? Let me ask it this way. You know your mom's a good cook, mm-hmm. so like, and you're used to it. You've had it forever, so you're like, you know what? Her lasagna is the best. Nothing can beat mom's lasagna. Or is it that when you go to say someone else's house, it could even be my house, that you're a little bit, if you will, skeeved out about them touching and cooking your food? No. No. Okay. No, I don't think so. I, I just think I just I got spoiled. Like, okay. if I perfect example is my mom makes. The best eggplant parm. And what she does, she like, she'll make like 50 fried eggplant and then like kind of stack them. Yeah, that's yeah. what my mom does. Yeah, that. and that's, that's how I like eggplant parm. I'll go to other places for, for eggplant parm, like this deli, and it's like, it's not even fried eggplant. It's just like eggplant with like cheese and like sauce. I hate that. Okay. You know, it's just, or it's like very lightly breaded. So. Now, does she deep fry it? She does, she, you know, she does it in the pan with oil in it and just fries it. Okay. So, yeah, I guess deep fried. I guess that's deep fried, but <coughs> it's amazing. I, I will admit, my, my, my mom has gotten a better cook ever since my dad died. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad was the main cook. Yeah, your dad was, was the cook. I remember that. He was obviously, you know, the stay-at-home dad for the, almost my whole childhood. So he was the main cook, and my mom never really had to. She worked odd hours. So my dad was home all day to, you know, tinker around the kitchen. But there are certain things my mom can make that are pretty good, and her eggplant parm or her eggplant is one of them. Now she likes eggplant parm, and I think maybe a little bit of it is the sauce. Mm-hmm. Like certain people make sauce good, certain people make sauce bad, and I just don't like sauce. I like a so- like I have to make the sauce for me because I know how I like to taste it, and if it's not exactly the way I like it, I don't want it. Like I'll never go to I'll never go to a restaurant and order a, if you will, like an Italian dish with sauce in it, or gravy is the you know, Italians like to call it gravy. But uh, but like when my mom makes eggplant, she'll make it and she leaves me just breaded eggplant and I eat that, like I can eat fucking stacks of it. Like, oh it's my like, god! Or yeah. you can eat pancakes. Like I will just keep going. Like I'm with I'm with you. I actually get sick. <coughs> yeah. I'm a, I love the eggplant like when I, that. When I used to live at home and my mom would make eggplant parm, I would go in the kitchen and steal one. And I'd go back and st- try and steal a second one, you know? So, or, and, so and then finally she, what she would do she is... she whack you with a wooden spoon? She'd be like, no, don't touch it. But then finally, so what she would do is she would cook some and leave it on the side for me. Like like two or three. So I would just oh, pick two up... Or th- two or three? Well, listen, she needs when to stack the eggplant. Like... I'm not lying because like, we have the farm. My cousin, my cousins have a farm, so like I'll go there and I'll get like five eggplants. And when you slice them thin, that's like you're looking at like 200 pieces of eggplant. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like my mom will be cooking like, and she does it on a flat griddle. Like she kind of like flat griddles cooks it, so it gets like a little bit of like a char on it. So I like that. But like she'll just make it, and like she'll have a plate with like a. A paper towel on to soak up all like the little bit of oil that she uses. Yes, and I'm I'm just eating out of it. Like I will eat off that plate, essentially a meal, 
and then I'll go back and eat. Like when she's done, done, and it's dinner time, I'll eat another plate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. That that is probably one of my favorite vegetables. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it is good if done right. Done right, it's really yes. good. So like we now here's a question for you: When you go to a restaurant, well, actually, I, I already kind of know the answer, but okay. <laughs> for everyone, all the other listening audience. When you go to a restaurant, do you get the same thing every time? Yes. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm a creature of habit. Because here's my, here's my thinking about that. If I go out of the box and I get something else and I hate it, then the rest of that meal, I'm just like, if I just got the chicken parm, like I always do, I know that's phenomenal, but I had to fucking be adventurous today. I'm just, that's just how I am. Like, we're, um, we pick our vacations for the next year at the end of the year like so like we're, we're gonna get our vacation calendar soon and i get first pick because I, I have top seniority and my uh, manager is like she goes we're gonna do it she's gonna start thinking about your vacations blah 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 she goes she goes joe i already know what weeks you're taking <laughs> you take the same weeks every year i'm just like well that's i just that's just how like i i am like you know i just like knowing like I don't know. I just I just take the same weeks, but I, I'm I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Oh, see, when it comes to a restaurant, <laughs> I see the, the difference is I um if we pick a restaurant like just say uh, Texas Roadhouse, just using as an example, mm-hmm. I have to go on the menu at home and pick what I'm going to eat, and I hate specials because when the when the waiter comes up and goes, oh, the specials are this, it fucking throws me for a loop. Because I'm set on what I want. I need to know what I... I need to kind of know what I want in a restaurant before I go in. I do that sometimes. The spe- And with the specials, what I do, I zone out. Because I'm not interested. Number one, it's it's like these like, like these like concoctions that the chef throws together. Um, and two, they're always more expensive than what's on the menu. Yeah. So I don't touch I don't touch the specials. My wife, on the other hand, is like all about the specials. And the, the waiter forgets, she'll ask him what the specials are and I'm like don't get anything off the specials because they're like 50 bucks 60 bucks I'm just like I can't and what if you don't like it yeah, see, yeah. I, and that's the thing I <clears throat> if I can cook something at home I won't get it at a restaurant hmm. like if like chicken cordon bleu it, it's just it's a lot of work it's a lot of ingredients it's a, like you have to buy like a lot of little things you know you gotta buy the cheese you gotta buy the ham you gotta buy the bread like so like I would never eat chicken cordon bleu at home, mm-hmm. but when I go out, I'll get it. Okay. And like, but then like if we went to a like a steakhouse, I don't like getting steak at a steakhouse because I Why? personally think I make steak better. But then when you get at a steakhouse, I'll go uh, like I usually will go with like a chicken thing or what's like, the fucking that's... point? <laughs> See, I like I get I get. <clears throat> whatever if we go to an Italian place I won't get pasta oh no, I'm sorry I I, I I hate that let me let me rephrase that if I go to a seafood place okay I gotta get seafood if you get something like chicken or pasta then you're kind of defeating the purpose of where you're at like you go what they're good at you're not gonna get great pasta at a seafood place nine times out of ten yeah except if you go to like a really fancy place you go to the steakhouse, you get steak. 
You don't get chicken. You don't get pasta. You don't get uh, lamb. You get steak. That's that's how I see things. Um, well, you know I like to. I like to zig when everyone else zags. You are against the grain, my friend. I will, I will yeah. give you that. I will definitely give you that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I. <coughs> so yeah, with me, I've gotta, I've gotta scour the menu. I gotta find what I like, and like, see, with my wife, it's the opposite. We go out. They better have a hamburger, or they better have chicken parm. If they don't have those two things, like they're like seafood restaurants, completely out of the category. If it's like a full seafood restaurant, mm-hmm. like some places don't have anything other than seafood. Right. And she like I, I just know like well we can never go there. Like if when we mm-hmm. go on vacation, I I will sit for at least a week while we're watching TV at night and just scouring restaurants around. Hmm. Like there's a there's a uh, place that is right in the. Uh, they call it a city, but it's really like a town that my in-laws live in, and it's a German restaurant, and it's all German. Like, mm. there's no hamburger, there, there's no pasta, there's no, it's you like know... Wiener schnitzel and beer. Yeah, it's it's all German. And, like, I can never go there because she won't eat. So, like, it, it makes it very hard for me. So that's why, like, I get very uh, insane about going out to eat. Um, I was going to say something I forgot. <coughs> I forgot. Yeah, I, I, I'm... Yeah, alright, I, I, I get that. I kind of... Like I said, sometimes I'll look at the menu. If it's a place I don't know, I'll look at the menu. Yeah. Well, because see, like with me, like say if we went to... Uh, there's a new restaurant. It's where the old Chuck E. Cheese was in Middletown. And I've never heard of this restaurant before, but it's new there. And I'm like, this looks good. It's a seafood restaurant. So I'm like, let me see what they have. And they have, like, um, boils. Like, crab boils, shrimp boils. Mm. Like, And I'm like, ooh, that sounds good. I know I can never go there because the wife won't eat there. But, like, I have to know what boil I'm going to get mm-hmm. before I go in. Mm-hmm. That's just... It, it, I, I'm very... Uh, well, you, you've seen even from the plans when it came to uh, going up to the cabin. Like I, 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 I like having a plan. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm one of those people. It's got to be everything's got to be like kind of. I wouldn't have, if you will, a schedule like a time schedule, <laughs> but I need to know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, and and you you do get some shit for that. Um, from from like our friends, like them. Oh, I get the, a ton. Yeah, but there is a method to, to your madness in a way because there. Are, I mean, if we don't have a plan. At some point, it's well. Now what? Yeah. What are well, what do you want? To, I don't know. Because and, and especially all of, when you get and all of our friends you know, are like, indecisive, so it, yes. it's it's a pain in the ass. And there's very limited things to do up there. So like, I kind of like knowing what I'm going to do. I like this last trip. You, you were unfortunately unable to go, but like, I was. I've been planning that the, what the meal would be that I was going to cook for probably since like the middle of summer like I was like already starting to plan it I was knowing what I wanted to do mm-hmm. so like I, I have to be that way and I have to like even like the first few trips that we were going up there we were not privy to what was up there not knowing it was literally a full kitchen mm-hmm. so like I'm asking like do you have tin foil? do you have olive oil do you have you know a, a piece of steel to sharpen a blade like like I ask a million questions you do. and it got people pissed <laughs> off you but do like, ask a lot of questions. 
I need to know these things. Well, you did it this time too, because like I, I really wasn't participating in this go around, but my phone would ding, and there's a question from Tom, <laughs> and and I laughed because the party was like, "Shouldn't you know by now what's what's up there?" And you've been up there several times. I just want to like I need that that double assurance. I mean, they really have like 500 of everything. There's like <laughs> cases of orange juice in the in the. Yeah. They they have everything up there, so that's See, like that. And that comes from, I think maybe like the police mentality of like making sure like you get in your squad car, you got to make sure there's a ticket book in there. You got to make sure there's a parking ticket book. You need to make sure there's a pen in there, a flashlight, you know, a extra pair of handcuffs, a shotgun, a stop sticks. So you need like you have to have that checklist, and I need that checklist. Mm-hmm. And like even with me, like when I would when I would. Um, go out on the road like when I was on patrol I would I'd have a flashlight that I carried like that would be my normal small one then I had a big mag light with me and then I had a small I had two small ones on my vest like I had like like I could have fucking landed a plane I had that much fucking flashlights on me but like in case one ever died in case one you know I get in a foot pursuit and I lose it you know what I mean or I get in a foot pursuit and I forget to grab it as I jump out of the car mm-hmm so like I'm I'm always one of those people that's gotta like double prep up, mm. and I, I catch hell for this too. Like even like when we go on trips, like did, did your wife do this? Like, well, let me ask this: mm. Say you're going to uh, the Bronx Zoo. Mm-hmm. Just use that as an example. Okay. Like, and say you're going early in the morning. You have like two travel mugs of coffee, a water, like a energy drink, like three granola bars. Like, do you do you do that? Or no. do you just kind of just go, fuck it, if I have to stop, I'm going to just go to a bodega and get some? Kind of that. Um, we pack stuff for the kids. Because <clears throat> um, we're at that phase. So we, we pack everything for the kids. I don't need to drink. My, in my eyes, uh, if I drink, I'll have to pee, and I don't want to stop. If I don't have to. Um, depend. Sometimes I will bring a coffee. Sometimes I'll stop and get a coffee. Um, so I do that, but, um, I don't really, I don't pack five million things like you do. Two cups of coffee and an energy drink? And a water. Jesus, you're like a former cokehead. <laughs> you yeah, just I, need some I, kind of fucking energy. Jesus. Like, if we go to an, if we go to an <coughs> Islander game, I will pack a thermos of coffee. And, like, we'll be, we'll be, like, driving over the Tappan Zee and, like, hitting bumps, and she's sitting there fucking trying to fill up my, uh, my travel <laughs> mug, because I already downed two of them to begin with. Like... I just, I always fear not having something. And, like, I know, I think we did it last summer. Like, I started thinking. I'm like, I really do drink a lot of, like, I drink throughout the day. Like, I probably drink, like, two gallons of water, like, a gallon of coffee. Like, I drink all the time. (laughs) And I actually challenged everyone to drink a gallon of water. Yes. And A couple years ago. Yeah, and, like, I, you know, she's looking at me like a psycho because I literally have a gallon jug with me. And I'm just like, I keep fucking just drinking. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I, I need to make sure that I'm hydrated, I've got snacks, like, <coughs> I, I really am like a toddler. Like, I, I got to make sure I have, like, an ample supply of everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that bad. I, water, I mean, I, I, drink, I drink a lot of water anyway. Um... But yeah, I don't, I don't need that much stuff. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty simple. 
you know, like, my thing is, uh, I gotta make sure I just have, like, a charger, um, that's really it, my sunglasses, I always gotta remember to bring my sunglasses with me, so I have, like, a few little things, but that's really it. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much just my, my thought process on a, on a trip, and, you know, and I, I catch hell, too, like, if we were to go to a, like, a, uh, Islander game. I'll bring like a mini cooler with me and I got like 12 beers in there and she's like you're not going to drink 12 beers I'm like but what if I want to like that's like my theory on it it's better to have it and not need it than need, need it and not have it exactly yep. that's so that's my method of thinking as well but knowing you and how you used to drink you did drink all 12 of those beers I'm assuming yeah, would, yeah. of course yeah I'd, I'd be walking in the stadium like at the at the gate like they're ready to pat me down I'm just like tossing beers that's, that's like the time you bought a 36-pack to the limo for the hour ride to Newark Airport at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Which we finished. We did. We did, we did finish it. I don't know how, but we did. <laughs> I always found that amazing. Like, they're, like, we go to the cabin, and, like, when we would go, I think we, we would, like, really... And it was, I don't know if we outright did it. I know I didn't outright do it, but, like, we always paced ourselves. So, like, we were never, like, just shit drunk. It, like, if we got there at 3 in the afternoon, we weren't shit drunk by, like, 8. Mm. Like, we would we would be able to, like, we would consistently drink. But, like, we were drinking a good amount, but going. I always found it amazing that there were certain times, though, that, like, you could drink and just, like, they just went down like water and they weren't affecting you. Because <coughs> we were usually doing something. You know, we were always kind of, like, I think of, like, um, like that remember the time we went to the city? Well, that was, like, our guy's weekend kind of thing. We stayed at uh, oh, Mr. Yes. Mr. Worldwide's apartment. Like, we started, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, maybe a little sooner, and we went to, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. So, oh, yeah. But we just, but we were just always, we were just doing shit. But then, and you always hit that lull where, like, like, you start hard, and then it, you kind of, like, you teeter off a little bit, and you have, like, one at one bar, and you're kind of like, I'm kind of bored, and then all of a sudden, it just, like, picks up again. Yeah. You know? Because, <clears throat> I, I, actually, today is the, uh, I believe it's the four-year anniversary of me not having a drink. Oh, well, congrats. Four years? No, I think it's three years, isn't it? Is it three years? Two thousand. It's two years, actually. Is it only two? Wait, now I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, because I remember we... It's definitely not four. Maybe it is three. Maybe it is three. Yeah, I guess it would be, because it was two thousand. Yeah, okay. Because we went to the cabin that June, and you weren't drinking. And I was getting heckled for it. Yes. Yes. So okay. Yeah. So okay, that's so that's, that's right. That so is right. Three years today is is my. Is oh my, well, uh, well con- congratulations! Congratulations. Yeah. But yeah they I, said I, it couldn't be done because like I work with people and they like you know they're like oh we had a party last night and you know oh we're, we're going for drinks after work and then like the cabin like there are times where I do miss drinking but then I'm like yeah I can't I can't if if I, I think if I jumped back in like I would I blow up and wait again oh you you definitely would your body's not used to it yeah um, and I mean I, I can I, I, I could back in the day throw them down 
I mean, at this point, though, like, it's almost kind of like, like, if you lasted, like, six months and you started, it's just like, all right, well, you know, you try. But at this point, it's kind of like, I'd be throwing away three years. Yeah. You know, is it worth it? And it's just like, I, I so I can kind of see that. Like, I, and I, I commend you for that because that's, it's tough, man, especially in social settings. It's hard not to. Um, yeah, I mean, and I've been to a bunch of weddings. I've been to, you know, out with you know, the cabin trips. It's mm-hmm. usually just a drunken mess. So it, it does get hard. Yeah, it, it, I could I could see that. I could see that. Like, I'm trying not to drink. I probably had one beer. I had one beer a couple weeks ago um, on Halloween because uh, I got um, the pumpkin head beer that I love. Um, I got a six-pack. I'm like, I'm going to have... I, I, got, I can't go this season without having one because that's like a tradition for me and I didn't have one the entire fall so finally like I got I got one beer I drank it and there's five left in the refrigerator still like it was probably just going to sit there along with the other beer I have in there I just don't really I haven't really drank beer since like the end of summer um, and if I go out it's like usually like like uh, I'll get like an old fashioned, or I'll get a uh, Moscow Mule, like old man drinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <coughs> some just the to kind of like time you were you were really uh, schnockered. Uh, um, I don't remember. I I really don't remember. Um, maybe the. I don't, I don't even want to say the cabin because I wasn't even really drunk the last time I went. Um, it's 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 been a while. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah, I can't I can't tell you when. I, that's real. Oof. That's kind of sad. <coughs> yeah, when you, like because I don't want to sound this way, but like the older generation, like who would be grandparents now? Mm-hmm. Your parents' age, my parents' age, like. These were guys that at our age, like after work, they stopped for a beer or five, you know, at like the local bar. Like you always see it in movies, like the old guy stopping at the bar. And I, I, I wish, like, I wish I had that. What, like Even friends? It was the, like one night a week. Like, a, like me at the friend, like a cheers? Yeah, kind of like you meet a cheers. I kind of wish I had that too, but I feel like we're all on different levels of our lives that's hard to sync that up now um you know you have two kids that are one in high school one about to get into high school i have two i have a toddler and a baby um so it's just and and plus we're all like scattered you know i mean i'm not super far from you but i'm i'm far enough where like it's it'd be hard to kind of like on a wednesday night oh let's meet at G's or I don't, I don't know what bars in Warwick anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday's or whatever it is. So it, it's hard to do something like that on a weekly basis. And plus, like, look at all our friends who travel. Kings all the way up the fucking north. And it, it's hard to schedule something like that. We have to schedule everybody, like, months in advance, pretty much, for one day. Yeah. And, but, like, I, but I'm with you. I wish like, I kind of had that, too. It'd be, like... Because there's times where I'm about to go fucking insane here. But if I knew I had that to look forward to, it'd be kind of like, all right, like, I just got to make it to Thursday. You know? And that's yeah, what that. that's what trivia kind of was for a while for us. Like, it was like, all yeah. right, oh, it's Thursday. Like, I get the 
you know, go hang out with my friends and do trivia and drink. That's gone now. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I have nothing. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, you, like, my wife isn't like this, but you hear women that are like this. Like, the guy, you know, he, you, you know, you don't want to spend time with your kid, and it's like, I, I don't go out to the bar. I don't go and, you know, like, after work for happy hour. Like, and you look at, like, I don't, I mean, I know my dad did it. I don't know about your dad, but, like, my dad, there's a bar, uh, Cousin Jeff's family owns it. Mm-hmm. And, like, my dad, every day, he would come home and stop there before he made it here. Mm. And it was like the running joke, like, oh, you know, Whitey's coming, hide your money. Cause like, you know, he'd get there and he'd buy everyone a drink and like, you know, just he'd hang out there for an hour, you know, have like three, four, 10 beers, however many, then he would come home. And my mom can like, she, she can tell the story better than I can. Like she would come, he would come home. He'd sit down at the kitchen table at a spot. He'd, unbo- he'd undo his boots and she would walk over with a beer. What a like, good wife. Uh, huh? What a good wife. Yeah. And, and you don't get that anymore. <laughs> no. You definitely don't. But I'm, I'm, I, I'm in the same boat. It's just like, uh, you know, like I go, you know, we go to the movies once every couple of months. Like, that's just kind of like my thing. And, and I remember, uh, you know, I, I was telling my wife, I'm like, you know, like you kind of, I don't want to say she was lucky, but it's like, you, you know, I don't go out and do like shit like a lot of married men have done like I don't go to bars I don't like I don't go out like often like I'm kind of like here all the time yeah that's same with me and like I have I had one uh one boss in my old job that like I give his wife credit like if he wanted to go out like there was never a question like oh it's the weekend or you know it's my day off We, you know and it happened to be a Saturday it's like oh I'm going ice fishing today and he would go ice fishing all day you know he'd go out hunting like he, he did like and I hate the fact that we've and maybe I consider this like a man trait like going out for that happy hour mm-hmm. you know it, maybe I look at it as a man trait but like as envious of my my parents or my father at that time but then I also look at it like and I'm not saying he was a bad dad but like while he was at the bar he could have been home and I kind of have that mentality now because that's me like I gotta get home because I gotta get the kids to swimming I gotta get the kids to this I gotta do this I gotta do that see I I I had the opposite where like my my dad didn't do that Uh, at least not when I was old enough to remember that Um, but my dad was always around so I, I kind of had that mentality of, like, you know, when I think about, like, like how come I, I could just stop and get a beer or something? But I'm just like, you know, my, my dad never did that. Like, maybe I'm that's not the way to do it now. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, like, I just, I, I go, I, I look up to my dad in that sense where, like, it's just like, he, you know, my dad was a good dad. And I'm not saying your dad was was a, wasn't a good dad or anything like that, but, like, my dad was... He was always home, so yes. it, it, it's and he. It, it, I always did stuff with them, and and he always tried to teach me things that I didn't want to listen, and I wish I did. <laughs> but yeah. um, I look at that, and it's just like, well, that's how it, I should be doing it now. Like I'm a dad. This is like my life now. I chose this life. This is my path. So I look at that and think, like, okay, like 
I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm, and you're doing the right thing too. Like you're taking your kids to swimming and you're helping them with homework. And that's what you're supposed to be doing. We're not really supposed to be going to bars anymore. You know, like maybe for like a quick drink here and there. But that's just something that the older generation, that was a normal thing. You know? Yeah. yeah and I'm not insulting anyone that does that. I'm just saying that's just how I was kind of brought up. And that's just how I'm doing, I'm doing everything he's doing. And I turned out okay. And my sister turned out okay. So... It, 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 I gotta be doing something. I gotta be doing something right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, I kind of tried to like. I do that. I I come home. I do all the, the dad. Things. You do, and and I, and I want to kind of cut you off and and give you a compliment. You are always with your family. Yeah. Like I know, like this. I don't know if anyone's ever given you shit about not going to things, but like, it's not like you don't go to something and then you go to something else. Like you're kind of like. Any days off you've had, you spend with your family. Like you, you are constantly with them. So you're, you're. I mean, anyone who ever like, you know, Tom talks about his kids a lot on here. But like, Tom's a good dad. I so, appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm being serious. Like you're, you're always with them, and you're always with like your family doing stuff like family things. You might be miserable doing it, like most dads are, but yeah. you're still doing it. And I think that that's that's really commendable. And I think you should be proud of yourself for that. I'm just, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, and I, I guess this is an example. Like, the uh, the cabin trip was planned far out, and I didn't even realize this, but when the girls, uh, their swim season came, they had the invitational to go to at the end of the season, and I didn't think they were going to do it. Like, they weren't going to make it just because of, like, time trials. Cause, so I was, I was like, when it came up, they're like, oh, no, we're in it, and I'm like, great. So, like, the, the second night in the cabin, I had to wake up at, like, fucking six o'clock in the morning shower i drove an hour to washingtonville from the cabin to see him swim for like five events no four events and then i had to swim or drive back mm-hmm. so like I, but i like there's certain things that i do enjoy like uh like i said the swim events any sporting event i like them doing because mm-hmm. one i think it builds camaraderie character it shows leadership things like that but then i just like sports but like tomorrow night we're going to uh we're going to the zoo for the Christmas lights. And like my wife's already like, Oh, we're going to have an argument. There's going to be an argument about something. And like, <laughs> it's just, it's always that way. Cause it, it's not that I don't want to go to the zoo. I, I like going there, but it's just, it's the totality of it. What it's time travel? What time are you the, leaving for the zoo? What's that? What time are you leaving for the zoo? Um, we are picking, I think the kids up at one and then we are, we're going to get there at three Zoo, we're gonna walk around do our normal thing because we, we pretty much like when we go there again because i'm a planner i have like a, a i call it the maximum amount of animal viewing like i know the routes to take to like so you're not like kind of walking like in the in the bronx zoo if anyone's been there's kind of like in the middle like a little bit of dead zones mm-hmm. yeah and i avoid them like i have i have a set plan of how we like walk around this thing i i we're going so off subject so i'm sorry but when you go to the where is your starting base like where do you start at because i want to because i have it we have my family and i have a start position just because we used to always park over there and they changed parking at the bronx zoo completely but where do you guys start when we come in we come in through um the back (coughs) okay 
So we pass like Gun Hill Road, the Botanical Gardens. Yes. We pass, because there's two entrances. You can do the first one, the Botanical Gardens, and then the second one. We mm-hmm. do the second one. So we come in, we go into the, by the buffaloes, then we go right to the tigers, because that's my wife's favorite animal. Mm. Okay. All and right. We move up towards like the snow leopards, go into Asia. We cut up through the giraffes and then go um, like into the center court area. Mm-hmm. Hit the children's zoo, hit the Madagascar. Oh wow! Okay. You know all those sea oh. lions, and then we then we make our way to the Congo. That's usually our, our normal route. Okay, you. So we do. So we used to come in and we used to be able to park by the fountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you really can't get in there unless you get there at the crack ass of the place opening. But we park in the, the second. We pass the buffalo. We go. We go straight to the sea lions. Okay. We always start at the sea lions. Then we hit the children's zoo, and we go around, and we leave the tigers for last because they're also my favorite, and I like seeing them last. Oh, see, so you no, know, we see them first, and then we see them last. Oh, so you go twice? Yeah, we double them up. Gotcha. Okay. Now, to me, I, you see them once, you see them. That's it. I'm good. Yeah. And that's my thing. Like with the with the animals zoo, like especially when we go into the houses, like there are certain animals I will just I will like. I will pass four exhibits to go to that animal, and I will sit there and stare until the family catches up with me, and then I let them get a little bit ahead, and then I'll, like, then I go to the next animal. Because a lot of these, like, they'll sit there and look at the bugs. They'll sit there and look at, like, this and that, and I, I'm not, I have no interest. I want to go see, like, the, the otters. I want to go see the, you know, bats. Like, they're, they're, like, I have, I definitely have a certain pattern I go in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, but yeah, tomorrow night is the uh, lights festival thing that they do for um, Christmas, even though it's not Thanksgiving yet. Mm. So, it's a little early, the, but yeah, the wife wanted to get there early so that we don't have to worry about the weather. It'll be a little bit warmer, and actually, tomorrow's supposed to be the nicest day I think out of the week. It is, yeah, it's supposed to be like sixty degrees. So we're gonna, we're gonna take advantage of that. <clears throat> nice. But yeah, yeah. I definitely have, and, and even like Universal, like I've I've kind of know the the layout of Universal. Mm-hmm. I know the layout of Hershey Park, so like I definitely go in a, a direct pattern. Yeah. Pending, you know, there's not like no line at a certain ride. Like if we're passing a certain ride that we might hit later, because like we might want to go to the far end and then work our way back. Like if there's no line, I'll jump on that. So like I do have a break every now and then in my uh, OCDness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I guess maybe we should uh, kind of flip gears, and I've I haven't seen this yet. And Survivor Series has changed; it's coming up in next week. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts on what it used to be to what it is now? A regular pay per view. Well, <clears throat> well, I do like the fact that they now the last this year and then last year they now incorporate war games into it. Which is a breath of fresh air because so many people for 20 years wanted WWE to do war games. And maybe about six, seven years ago, they started doing an NXT. They would do war games Survivor Series weekend. And then once Triple H became head of creative, they brought war games to the main roster, which is everyone's been wanting it. But Survivor Series became just a regular pay-per-view like they would throw in like the five on five um they would have like maybe one or two five on five 
you know, traditional Survivor Series matches. That's what they that's what they called it. Um, but for the most part, it was, a, it was just a bunch of single matches, and it wasn't even worth watching anymore. Like I used to love Survivor Series, so I used to love seeing guys that didn't usually tag up with each other. Like they would split the Hart Foundation up, and it, like the Anvil would be on one team, and then Bret Hart would be in a totally separate match on another team, and it was just I loved that dynamic, you know. Um, and they got rid of that. Um, and what I used to what was what I used to hear was that. Vince McMahon didn't like it anymore because he hates tags. He hates tag matches. Um, so they kind of got rid of it. And every couple years they would do like they would kind of bring it back and then they'd just do away with it again. And then like the last several years it'd just be one or two. Um, but now they have an actual like uh, I guess you could say a gimmick match. So it's become almost like, you know, f- remember like WCW would be like Fall Brawl featuring War Games or Halloween yeah. Havoc, it would be like that. So now it's like Survivor Series featuring War Games. And I, I like that because you, you need, like, you need something there. Like, you, you need like a team-based event because that's what Survivor Series used to be. Um, so I, I do like that better. I do like that better now. It gives me something to look forward to. Like, I'm really excited to watch it next week. Now, with this, do they leave the ring up as a double ring for the entire event? Yes. Or do they... No. Entire time. So, like, they do they wrestle in the same ring for each match, or do they switch each match? I think it's the same one for the most okay. part. And they film it in a way where, like, you don't really see that second ring... They they do a good job of, like, how they, how they uh, film it. You'll see. Um, um, right. Uh... Yeah, so it, it, it's up the whole time. Now, like, say if me and you were wrestling in it, and <laughs> we're in a singles match, and I get thrown over that rope into... The, can I be in the other ring and fight? Or yeah, does and it, start count? Does it, that start a 10 count? No, I think you can. I think it still continues. And that, I'm sure that's going to happen. I think it happened last year, too. So okay. you'll, you'll see it happening. Yeah. See, I'm... Again, I'm a traditionalist. I love the old Survivor <laughs> Series. Me, too. But it's gone. <laughs> I, I thought that was just the, the way it should be because, again, that's what made that one of the big four. Yeah. And it separated, you know? from, like, you had SummerSlam and WrestleMania were, like, the single, like, the traditional matches. But then you had Royal Rumble and Survivor Series, which were back-to-back. And it it helped them stand out. Yes. You know? Um, so I don't, I just don't really get why they did away with it. I, I, I wish they would go back to it. I really do. Um and just have war games as like they they have all these stupid pay per views like have war games as its own pay per view. Yeah. You know you have a, you do one every fucking month like you could spare one. I, I just don't understand the thing, thinking. Like, you you could technically have Survivor Series go back to the old traditional ways of doing it mm-hmm. because one it sets up new stories different tags things like that and you can make it flow into the storyline. Right. And. Like, that's, that's where, like, I was very confused about this War Games. Like, I was sitting there, because I didn't, th- this was, I'm, I'm almost to a year of watching it now. And I didn't get to see this last year, so I'm like, I had so many questions about how it was going to be, if it was going to be that multiple tags, only pay-per-view type thing. And they weren't kind of building it up to that. Like, mm-hmm. you saw some factions coming together where, like, you could have the Bloodline fight you know, a Cody Rhodes team or now it's judgment day in there. But it, it definitely, uh, it definitely had me a little inquisitive and I didn't want to really ask until I kind of saw the, 
the uh, setup for it. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. I, I miss it too. Um, you should you you watch you start watching after you should really go back and watch last year's last year's Survivor Series the War Games because that was at like the peak of the Bloodline angle with Sami Zayn was still in there, and it was a, it was just an amazing match. And watch the NXT ones because they were very good too. Um, in all honesty, I I really like they're not crisp. If they were crisp. You know, they're, they're all relatively new wrestlers. But if they were crisp, the storylines in NXT, I think, are way better than what's in the... Well, now now NXT's like that. But if you watch the NXT from, like, three, four years ago, like I said, they a lot of those guys are like... Like, Adam Cole was there, um, Johnny Gargano, uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. So these are, guys, these are seasoned vets. But they're not just, like, new, like, no-name guys like they have now. Like, they were, like... You know they've been around a long time, so it was a little more crisp. Um, how how it, how NXT used to run, um, but really, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna find one for you. I want you to watch it <coughs> for the next time we talk. It, it, it's, it was a really good. I forget what year it was, but um, yeah, they, they were just they were really good. Um, but definitely go back and watch last year's if you have like a free like 45 minutes. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Staying on uh, wrestling now, again, there's been a little bit of a faction adding, if you will. Mm. Um, Judgment Day has now officially had uh, J.D. McDonough in there, who I really like. I loved him on NXT, and I liked how they started using him. Then they stopped. He was going, like, he was in for, like, the first few matches. Then he was going for, like, a few months, and now they brought him back in this capacity. Yeah. And I liked everything about it. I, I, you know, him being, you know, the, what was it, like, the Black Spade, you know, things like that. I, mm-hmm. I, I think he fits well in there. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of one of those guys that I think, it, I think he could do better than Damian Priest on the hatred side. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Damian Priest is, is teasing like a, a he's going to break off from them. I could see that. I think and he's definitely added, that. And I, I don't, did you watch Raw? I did. So you you saw the the uh, Drew McIntyre thing. I I did. So I, I'm wondering if that, that's going to maybe be the next leader, if you will. If um, I don't know. I, I it might be. I I think it might be just like a temporary alliance kind of thing. Um. But uh, it's interesting to see because Drew McIntyre seems like a lone wolf kind of character. Um, I think it'd be kind of cool if he did because I think that faction, like it's been around for a little over a year now, and I think it needs a little bit of a shakeup to keep it relevant. Um, and especially Damian Priest's teasing, he's it, it seems like he, he, there's like a break off coming with that. It could happen at Survivor, at Survivor Series, who knows? But um. If he leaves, then you have a hole that you really need to fill in there, because you look at like Dom, Dominic is is doing well on his own as a, as a bad guy, but JD McDonough is still kind of up and coming, and Finn Balor just doesn't have like that main event feel to him anymore, you know. Yeah. So you need like a like a legit like leader in there. And that, that's where I think like McDonough could maybe get in there if he really does well. Mm-hmm. And. I'm going to throw this out. I, I don't know if... I'm going to throw out a, a prediction, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
You have the War Games match with Judgment Day, and who's in there? Who's the odd guy in that group? For Judgment Seth Day? Seth Oh, you mean on the other side? Yeah, Seth Rollins. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, the other three kind of like pal around and do promos together, but you don't, you never see Seth in them. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is that he's going to cash in money in the bank at the end take the title and that's going to start causing the rift because now he's not only the heavyweight champ he's the tag team champ and that's going to cause a issue with Finn mm -hmm. especially if he maybe goes over somehow <coughs> yeah and that I, I can see that being like a uh, maybe like a final thank you to Finn for you know as a, as a heavyweight contender mm -hmm. but my thinking is like do you, can you really see Damien Priest as the world champion right now yeah, I can. Really? Because I don't see it. I don't. I just don't. I don't see it. Like, I, he's a good wrestler, but his ta his his his, uh, his promo work. His promos need work a little bit. I think he sounds a little yeah. wooden sometimes. I just don't know if I get that feel from him. Like that's why when he, when he won that Money in the Bank, I'm just like, all right. Well, it, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win the world title, um, but. It's definitely like a step up to where he was. And I'm just like, I don't know if I buy it. Um, again, like this world title isn't what Roman Reigns has. I, I always, like I said last week, I view it more as like a secondary title to that. So maybe I guess it's okay for him to kind of pull the trigger and give it to him. But I'm not, I'm not sold on him yet. And that's where I, but see, that's where I, I don't want to say I disagree, but that's where I'm going with it is mm -hmm. the fact that it's not the Roman Reigns title. It's not the unified title. Right. Where this one's a secondary title. So putting it on him, you kind of get a good gauge of where he could go. If he could go for the, the you know, the Roman title mm -hmm. eventually. Right. I think it's a very good, uh, this is like a, uh, kind of like the way the old IC championship used to be. It's more like a catalyst for if they can make it as a heavyweight champ. Right. Yeah, okay. I, I could see that. I could see you're thinking on that. Um, so what with Drew leaving... That now leaves a hole open on the other side. They don't have they don't have a fifth guy, right? It's five on five. Four on four. Is it four on four? So it's who is it? It's Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Seth Rollins, and that's it, right? Sammy. Oh, Sammy. Yeah. Okay. So then, who would be on the? So who's who's doing for Judgment Day? Finn. Right. Damien, right. Dominic, and McDonough. What about what about the what's his name? Drew uh, McIntyre. Yeah, he's not in it. I thought he I was. No, he might maybe have a singles match, but they also did you see the interview or the kind of I don't want to say the interview, but when him and uh, Seth came. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Did you read into it a little? No, I didn't. I didn't. So I, I was kind of. I was. I was watching, but him like he's like, or Drew said that he's like at the bottom now, and he's got to work his way back up. Mm. And I think that's where he's going. You know, he's going to work back up as a bad guy. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. One, two. Yeah. Okay. You're right. It is four and four. All right. I just kind of looked. Well, I, I for some reason I thought he was five on five, but I guess I'm wrong. But anyway, um, they're saying um, Randy Orton's probably coming back. Now, I thought he was out with, like, some he, major, he, like, neck problem. He's been out for, God, since 
Vince McMahon was still head of creative when he was when he left. So it's been a long time. Uh, he had a major back surgery, um, and they they weren't even sure they weren't even sure if he was going to come back or not. But he's there was rumors he was going to come back a couple months ago. Nothing happened. Um, but now there's really strong rumors that he's going to come back <coughs> at Survivor Series. So I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, curious if, if he does or not. Now again, I haven't seen him wrestle. Who is he feuding with that's currently in those matches, if any? I don't, you know, I don't even remember. Um, but I think I, I think the bloodline took him out. I think it was the bloodline that, like, you know, is they, they did like a, a thing that like hurt him to so like shows why he's out kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But uh, I. It's been so long. I don't even. I think it was the bloodline, but I could be wrong. Maybe it was just face. Yeah, he was tagging with. um, Man, I'm really drawing a blank. What was that? Riddle. Yeah, he was tagging with Riddle. Um, and they were faces. Mm. Yeah, I I don't remember who. Maybe maybe was maybe it was Judgment Day. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember who who it was. It's been so long. I don't remember last week half the time. Well, hopefully you'd remember this. Uh, from Crown Jewel, there was a surprise in the uh, women's three-way match, mm. which sounds dirty, and officially came out now as a member of Damage Control. Yes. That is Kari Sane. I... Never seen her before. I like everything about this. I like... Where they're kind of going with damage control. She's she's good. She actually left. She was there before for a couple years, and she left maybe a, two years ago, a year ago, two years ago. Um, Joe, I know you're hot, but are you on fire right now? Uh, you hear that, huh? It's something's yes. going on around around town. Um, she's uh, she's really good. She has a, 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 a top top elbow drop that Macho Man esque. Um. Doesn't do like Macho Man. She has like a, it just it's very smooth looking. Um, she did it the other night, yeah, and it's it's like it's very uh, technical, if you will. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it for is. some reason, it's like very like you said before, crisp. And I, I always like loved how she because some people do the top elbow and it just doesn't work. Yeah. But f- she does it in a way that just like it looks like so smooth and flawless. I, I always loved that finishing move. So she's uh, she's definitely I'm glad, I'm actually really glad she's back. I always kind of enjoyed her her in ring ability. So and now that's is a, she able a, to talk. Well, she's Japanese, so take that for what you will. <laughs> you know, their their language the language barrier kind of hurts them in that aspect. Um, but that's another group that really desperately needed like a shake up because they had three in there. The Kodakai's hurt, so there's really only two of them. And but now you're kind of seeing like there's Carrie Sane, Eo Sky, and uh, the other one, Asuka. Asuka, thank you. So you kind of have like a little bit of like a, of a Japanese takeover in that group, and now you, and you see Bailey, and that's really it. The, the, like I said, the Kodakai is out, so you really you, you you can see like a slow takeover coming, you know, and I think it's going to eventually lead to them kicking out Bailey. Um, and just kind of being those three as like the new damage control, which I think would be great for EO Sky because I feel like even though she's the world champ, I feel like she's overshadowed by Bailey a lot because mm-hmm. she's kind of seen as the leader. 
Um, so uh, I think I think that's that's my prediction with that group. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and that, like, I'm not a big fan of the Oscar. I, I just a lot of I'm not. Maybe I should put it this way because it's true on both ends. Maybe I'm not a big fan of the Japanese wrestlers because I can't stand Shinsuke. I just <laughs> I, he comes on and I just fast forward right through it. And now they're doing these promos where I I feel like I'm watching a foreign language film. I can't I can't deal with it. I can't deal with subtitles. It's hard to it's hard to connect with them because of the language barrier. When yeah. they do talk, it's very bro it's like broken English and it's hard to kind of to to like I said connect with it kind of in a way. Like they're not great. They're great wrestlers, but you know, you we always made a great world champion in my eyes was someone who could wrestle and could talk. And if you don't have both of those things, it's really hard to to elevate yourself. Um, and that's why I always seem like the Japanese wrestlers, like they they can wrestle the the pants off their opponent, but they just never really got up there on the card because it just they couldn't connect with the audience. It's hard, you know. WWE is it's entertainment. If you look at AEW or Ring of Honor, like those are like wrestling. Like they can go there and like not have to worry about talking because a lot of those fans like wrestling and strictly wrestling. That's it. They don't care about storylines or any of that shit. But with WWE, it's just a totally different company, and they focus on totally different things. And you were talking about Jade Cargill last week. How you 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 wondering if they why they buy into her and they buy into her because she has a, a a physical look that they love and she could talk. Her wrestling might be shit, but those are the two things they like. They like a look about them. And they like that the person can can talk on the mic and just like just stuff like that. Yeah, I, and it's weird because I'm if you will like maybe a wrestling purist. I like the I never liked maybe I, I got to be careful how I phrase this cuz it's I may like contradict myself with how uh, we used to go to shows all the time. Mm-hmm. But like the entertainment aspect of it like I was never really a big fan of in the goofiness mm-hmm. and you know and like watching back like I, I watch a few specials here and there and like you had Kurt Angle who was an Olympic wrestler mm-hmm. and great in the ring great in the ring he could even like he had the wrestling moves but then he also went into like the pro wrestling moves right yeah he was good on the mic surprisingly you know, being someone who's a athlete, it sometimes it makes it a little bit difficult. Yeah. But then, like, they started like really making him goofy, from like you know dressing him up like when he was in the cowboy thing, and that's well, Kurt, that, like annoys me. Well, well, so you know that they made like a joke about it. Yeah. And they and, make it very campy. Well, that whole thing was his idea—the cowboy hat. Um, but Kurt, Kurt Angle's a rare wrestler where he was just like a jack of all trades. Like he could do, he could go in the ring and brawl, or just be a technical wrestler. But he was also funny as hell, um, and that's what made him so special. So yeah. I didn't mind that so much because if you ever looked at like him from the very beginning, he was always kind of goofy. You know, just the things he says and his mannerisms in the ring. That's just how he. Just how he performed, um, but uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but. <laughs> but and and that's where uh, you would think I would like AEW because of it being a very wrestling heavy show. Mm-hmm. But I just I couldn't get into it, and I really kind of like how wrestling is now. Right. Because it's definitely a lot more talking than it used to be. It is. For WWE standards. Yeah, it is. I mean, I would say that the talking probably takes up at least an hour and a half of a three-hour show. It does. Yeah. It does. Well, well, and that's, you know, my argument with that is that, like, Raw, like, they want you to pay, I don't know about now, because now you just get Peacock and everything's there for pretty much $10 a month. But how it used to be is, like, they want you to pay for the matches. You know, so, like, it's the shows during the week are just the build-up to that. You know? Um, and they'll, they'll 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 be in a match every now and then. But, for the, but if you want to see that feud, like, to, you know, uh, explode, for lack of a better term, you got to pay for the pay-per-view to see that. Or go to a house show and see that. You know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I, but I, I do like it. I do like how it is going now, and getting into like the EO thing. Like, I re- like out of all the female wrestlers, she is leaps and bounds of it above anyone else. Mm. And maybe I, it's weird to say, but probably my second favorite female wrestler is probably Chelsea Green right now. She barely wrestles. <laughs> She's wrestling all the time. She's tagging a lot. Yeah. Really? I, just it, It's everything. Like, it's just the attitude, the expressions, the, the... It's the old way of... The old wrestling way. Remember, like, you would have a guy that would, like, run and hide? <laughs> like, he'd call a timeout in the ring? She's, she's like, a throwback to that. And I, she I used to love that as a kid. Yeah. She's a, she's a cheap heel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just... I, I eat that shit up. I, 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 she's okay. Uh, um, I don't know if I have a favorite. I, I really like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tiffany Stratton now. Um, yes. She, like, and it's funny, when she first kind of came out, I'm just thinking this is just going to be, like, another, like, you know, hot chick who, who like, can sort of wrestle, but, like, it's just bullshit in the ring. But she has just continually impressed me. And she had that mat that match with Becky Lynch a couple months ago that like just was amazing. So I I really she's become pretty much my top favorite I think. Um, I like Dakota Kai when she's in there when she's not hurt. Um, I think she's pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think. Eos Sky is really good. I like her. That's that might be where it ends. I really like that tag team of uh, um, Katana Chance and. Uh, Caden Carter, but they're like never, they they never they haven't really been using them that much. Um, I think they're really good. I, I just kind of feel like the women's division needs like a kick in the ass sometimes. Um, and this is, I think we're at a period where it kind of does. You know, I definitely see a bunch coming up. Yeah, I mean NXT is their women's division is way better than I think the. The main rosters one. I, with the exception of Impact or T, now it's back to TNA wrestling. They have a great women's division. NXT has a great women's division. WWE does have a great women's division. I just feel like they they use the same women all the time. 
they're starting to break out of that a little bit and use different people like uh, Indy Hartwell wrestled the other night. Um, so they, they, they have a great women's division. AEW's women's division is horrible. Um, they just don't... They, they give the matches like three minutes... Um, barely any storylines, and that's been a big criticism for them. Is that they're, and that's why Jade Cargo left. Is from what I've been hearing that it, she just wasn't getting exposed, like she could be when she comes to WWE. And uh, so there are some, there are some really good women's divisions out there, and there's some places that don't have good women's divisions, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. I think right now, if you actually switched NXT with the uh, main roster, I think it would get over extremely well. Mm. And like the, the just the, the storylines through it, it just it, it really impresses me what they do down there. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. I, I like it a lot. Like I I know you don't really watch women's matches, you said, but I always watch them. I watch that. It, it depends who's in it. Yeah, I watch that breakout tournament. Um, so I do. Yeah, I wanted to see kind of what was going on with that. How far back are you? I didn't watch last week or last night. Oh, okay. I see. I see. You're pretty much caught up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that was good. They they do they do a lot of things right with the women these days. Where it used to be, I mean, you missed this, but there was like ten years where like women's matches were like a joke. Um, they had a battle royal one time. It was like five minutes. So like twenty women going out of the ring in five minutes, <laughs> you know, it was, was just that like the Bella Twins. Uh, hype? Yes, yeah. Which is what? Like, do you know a lot about the Bella Twins? My wife watched the show, so yeah. like, I would gander at it. So and like, I kind of have a backstage, I guess, uh, thing for it. So they're because of that show, they they're more popular than they really should be. And if you ever like ever read any interviews with them, like they make themselves out to be like these legends, and they're really not. Um, they were horrible wrestlers until one married Daniel Bryan, the other one dated John Cena, and they slightly improved. But, I mean, they represented a time in the division where it was just shit. Like I said, the matches were horrible. They, they It was just really bad. And they had some good wrestlers at the time. It's just that they weren't really utilizing them. And those two, like... Because of that show, like now you know their names out there, which is it's good for them. But if you ever read interviews, it's just like, man, like you you weren't that good. You really you really weren't. Like Trish Stratus doesn't even talk about that, and she's probably one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. And she doesn't even talk about herself like that. So it's just it, they just bug the fucking balls off me, and I can't stand them. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if you read this, but apparently WWE has, like, wiped them off of their, like, history. Well, because they, um, you know, they're not with the company more, and they tried to file, they, they couldn't get their names. They couldn't get the Bella Twin uh, copyright. So now they're, like, they're almost, now, you know, one's married to Daniel Bryan, he's in AEW. So a lot of people think maybe they're, they're going to go to AEW at some point. Um. Yeah, it just you know, but no one cares. No real wrestling fan cares. <laughs> you know, they were good to bring I mean, in that that crowd that watches like e shows. You know. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like my my thing. Like, 
going back because you know they'll talk about uh, Randy Orton and they'll talk about guys that Ryback and people that I didn't get to see. So I'll go back and look. It's not like their stuff was wiped from the his you know history of Earth. Mm-hmm. It's still out there. It's just it's not in WWE. Right. And that made pissy about that. It's just like I, I know what I did. <laughs> just like uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Jesus, I can't think of it right now. Uh, Johnny Hustle, Charlie Hustle. Okay. Can't think of his name right now. Charlie Hustle. Yeah, the one we met in Vegas. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Jesus, I can't, I'm having a fucking complete brain. Who the hell did we meet in Vegas? The all-time hits leader. Oh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose. I didn't meet Pete Rose. Yeah, we when we were in Caesars, remember he was signing autographs in that one sports thing. Was he? Mm-hmm. But we didn't meet him. We were talking with him for a second. No, I, that must have been a different Vegas trip, pal. I wasn't there. Yeah, he, we just left the cigar place. I do not remember that. <laughs> we did drink heavily, and we did have morning uh, Bloody Marys that day. Are you sure this is the same trip? Yeah. We ta- we had a conversation with Pete Rose. Yes. And I was 100% there. One million. Oh, my. I don't fucking remember this. I don't remember this, and I would remember that. <clears throat> Are you sure I was there? Yep. I don't remember this. I remember the Steelers. I remember I remember seeing um I think it was uh Heinz Ward in the elevator. Mm. And I thought he was I thought, I thought he was the elevator guy I told him to push number 2. <laughs> cuz he was in like a, in a in like a gorgeous suit that must have been worth more than I make in a year. Um I thought he was the elevator guy. <laughs> So I think like, just put, I, I don't even know I don't know what number it was. But I'm like, hey, can you push that one for me? And <coughs> he did. Imagine he hit eight and six. That'd be some shit. <laughs> that's what I would have done. If I was, I would die. Like, that's what I would do. But was it Heinz Ward or Joey Porter? I don't remember. I, th- I think it was one of those two guys. I remember he was just he was small though. Mm-hmm. I remember he was small. But anyway, I, I don't remember Pete Rose. So if this is true, and I was there, and I don't meet. Don't remember meeting him. This is that's sad because I don't really. That's a legend, and I don't remember meeting him. Yeah. <coughs> but anyway, like going back to the Bella Twins, like Pete Rose is the all-time hit leader. Whether you want to say it or not, even though they don't want to put him in the hall, he's probably the greatest hitter of all time. Absolutely. So, like, you know, what, Bella Twins, you won championships. You won. Uh, Divas championships and this and that. Just take that and be happy with it. You made you made how much money? I know. You made millions. You got to travel over the world. You were in great physical condition. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. be happy you had that. And because of the WWE, you continue to make money off of other things. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's what really bugs me. Like you, you made all this money. You got in the Hall of Fame, but like you're not. You're you're really not that good. Yeah. And uh, it, it just it, that, that's just. That's what annoys me about them is that they they're living legends in their own mind, and it just it just bothers me. It bothers me. So. Are you there? Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. Well, we're almost at an hour and a half, so we can wind this down. <coughs> all right, well, follow us on X, Bull in the Ring PC, Instagram Bull Ring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom, or Facebook under Bulls in the Ring. Uh, find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, 
Google Podcasts, and Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button and rate and review us so other people can find us. And Tom, do you have a rant for us this week? Uh, just be a good dad, apparently. Yes. Hey, emulate me. Yeah, be like Tom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, until next time, I am Joe. I am Tom. And I'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Ring. It's easy to say.